What's going on, guys? Welcome back. We now have audio. Welcome to Caffeinate for the May the 4th Star Wars Day. Welcome on in. We have some interesting stories today, but for the uninitiated, my name is Samuel Adams, and this is the morning show every single weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, where I cover the hottest gaming news of the day and let you guys know what's going on. And of course, it is Casual Friday, one of the best days of the week where I don't have to, in fact, wear a shirt and tie. A beautiful day. A fantastic day, some may say. But uh, today we are going to be covering a lot of awesome stories, including some speculation about the newest Battlefield game, which is our headliner. On top of that, uh, we've got the fact that you need to change your Twitter password. I want to start off with that. Go change your Twitter password right now. Uh, we've got some God of War uh, records that are being broken. Activision talking about Fortnite and a lot of competition, and a lot of uh, Battle Royale stuff. Uh, Xbox One X sales, exciting stuff. So without further ado, I figure we'll just jump into it. But for the new guys out there, for those that may be checking out the podcast for the first time, welcome on. I hope you enjoy what you find. Uh, Apparently, I'm pretty good at this, so uh, that's what they tell me, even though I just messed up the audio. But hey, that's the beauty of restarting fresh, isn't it? You don't even have to worry about it. Moving on to the first story of the day, coming to us from Game Rant. The next Battlefield game is Bad Company 3, says a new rumor. A lot of speculation has been made about the upcoming Battlefield game that is set to be released this year. The rumors have run the gambit from its uh, setting to an alleged Battle Royale mode being worked on for the game. It now seems another rumor is circulating regarding the title. A tweet from an alleged DICE developer was posted on Reddit which seemingly confirmed that the next entry will be Battlefield Bad Company 3. It was noted by a few users that the supposed developer's Twitter is followed by the official Battlefield Twitter page, along with other members of the DICE team. The tweet has since been removed, and the account has been made private. Many have believed the newest entry in the series will be Battlefield 5 and would possibly take place during World War II. There was even a potential leak which stated that the story would focus on the German side. Other information has been sparse, with EA and DICE remaining tight-lipped about it. Now the rumor of it being Bad Company 3 does conflict with other rumors surrounding the next game, especially the setting. While they do differ, there is still a chance that a World War II-focused Battlefield game is in the works with the next numbered entry still possibly being this game. The reason both could coexist is because there are multiple DICE development teams, one in LA and one in Stockholm. This means each one of those studios could be working on their own respective Battlefield game. One could be slated to be released this year, while the other could be further on down the line. As with other rumors and leaks, no official statement was made by either EA or DICE in regards to the reports. More information will probably be revealed at EA Play, taking place at E3 2018. There is currently no official release date for the next Battlefield game, but it is set to come out sometime in 2018. So, this is a very interesting story, because I've been hearing a lot about a World War II setting for the next Battlefield game. That's not necessarily what I want, but it's what I've been hearing about. I've been uh, I've been hearing a lot of talk about, uh, you know, like they said, the German side, and I was kind of, you know, getting myself prepared mentally uh, to have another World War II Battlefield game, but apparently, if these rumors are to be believed, uh, we could be getting Bad Company 3, which I think is actually a better timed game. Uh, over the past couple of years, we've seen Call of Duty World War II. Uh, we've seen a plethora of smaller indie FPS titles that are focusing on things like World War One and World War II. Uh, so, whenever you're talking about the next Battlefield game, the next big mainline first-person shooter that everybody is going to be playing... It just feels like it's a little bit of a a watered down setting now to have it in a World War kind of uh, kind of game. Uh, it's okay, you know. I don't have anything against World War One or World War Two, but I would love to see something come down the pipe that is set in the modern day, not the future. I don't I don't want another future game like we're going to be getting with supposedly Black Ops Four, but I would love to see just another you know kind of modern warfare esque setting where it's just a regular game. I just want a good military first person shooter. 
Uh, you know, I'm going to be buying the next Battlefield regardless of what it is because Battlefield, in my opinion, is the best mainline FPS franchise out there when it comes down to it. They do a lot of things right. Uh, so needless to say, I'll be picking it up on day one. I will be uh, playing it for a, a good long while. I love Battlefield. Even Battlefield 1, although it wasn't necessarily exactly what I wanted from a Battlefield game, it was still fantastic. Battlefield 4 put hundreds of hours into that game. Great entry into the series, but uh, you know we'll just have to wait and see what goes on uh, whenever you're talking about the next Battlefield game. So hopefully we'll be hearing more about this at E3, at EA Play specifically. And I have a feeling that we probably will be because they can't hold off forever. You know, we've, we've got to have some kind of news just to get people hyped up about it. Because if you just keep keep having this kind of speculation, you know, if you keep having this kind of unknowing, uh, you know, you, you have no idea what's going on. It's going to make people a little bit irritated and you definitely don't want that when it comes to a brand new game. So uh, we'll see what goes on whenever Battlefield Bad Company is uh, announced at E3. Maybe we'll have a Battlefield 5 release at E3. Who knows? Not a release, but you know what I'm saying, an announcement. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what goes on, but uh, just a couple of weeks away, less than six weeks now. And, uh, of course, you can keep it right here on YouTube.com slash Samuel Adams Media for all of your hottest Battlefield news. And uh, keep your eye to the twatter, because I will be uh, definitely talking on that, you know, tweeting out, doing my little thing as the conferences do roll on. So, um... Yeah, you can follow me over there at Pretty Chill Guy if you wanted to keep up to date with that. But uh, just a couple of weeks away, so we'll see what goes on. I would love, 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 love a uh, military shooter. But uh, I digress. Maybe that's a little bit oversaturated as compared to what other people are seeing. I don't know. It's just my perspective. But moving on to the next story. Coming to us from Variety. Maddened creative director leaves EA hints at a new direction for the series. Rex Dickinson, creative director for Electronic Arts Madden NFL video game franchise for the last six years has left the company. He announced his departure on Wednesday on Twitter. It's time to confirm the rumors. He wrote, I have left EA Tyburn. Tyburn? I believe that's how you pronounce that. It's an EA company. And the Madden team. Time to confirm the rumors he says this on twitter uh, dickinson said he made his decision to leave after numerous talks with other leaders on the team we collectively agreed that this was the best path forward for everyone involved he said this is as much uh, for me as my family as it is about giving the team the community and the madden franchise a chance for a new direction the last entry in the madden franchise madden nfl 18 came out in august of 2017 and received generally favorable reviews from critics it is the first title in the series to use ea's frostbite game engine it's also notable for introducing a new story mode called Longshot, which was nominated for outstanding achievement in video game writing at last year's writers guild of america awards it was one of the best-selling games of 2017 according to the mpd group via GameSpot. Madden 19 hasn't been officially announced yet, though more news could be released at EA Play during E3 in June. Another EA Play announcement. Although Dickinson didn't give a specific reason for leaving, he said there is no drama or a deeper story. I've spent more than a decade of my career at EA, 12 years total between Medal of Honor and Madden, and I have nothing but gratitude for all the opportunities that they created for me, he said. Uh, And that's pretty much what we've got here. So we will not be seeing the return of Rex Dickinson to the creative director position over there for Madden. And I feel like this is going to improve the Madden franchise overall. But also, you have to respect the man for what he has done. He's grown Madden uh, into what it is today, or at least he's had a big hand in creating the Madden that we all know and love. Um, you know, I'm not a big football guy. I'm, I'm really not. I'm not a big sports fan in general. Uh, it is okay. It is what it is. But when it comes to it, I'm not going to sit there and watch an entire football game. However, uh, when it comes to a good game of Madden, that's a different topic altogether. I love a good game of Madden. There's something about it that really is just appealing to me. It's relaxing. It's, uh, it's got a lot of strategy within it. And also, it just kind of is the core necessities of what you would want in a football game. Uh, also, the introduction of Longshot last year kind of uh, gave us a new direction for the entire 
for the entire game and the entire franchise overall because now there's a backstory. Now there is something you can look forward to to play uh, if they continue doing the long shot thing year after year where you follow somebody from their humble beginnings up until the NFL. And that's an incredible idea. That's a really, a really, um, a really powerful idea and something that can be a game changer for a franchise that can be stagnant. It, it really, it really truly can be if they don't improve a lot of issues and a lot of, uh, a lot of aspects of the game or at least change a lot of aspects of the game. So going forward, uh, we will be seeing what goes on with the Madden franchise, but it's not going to involve creative director Rex Dickinson. However, I do wish him the best. And on top of that, I know that Madden is going to be going in the right direction. There have been a couple of flops here and there, but when it comes down to it, it's still a great franchise. They've got a lot of stuff going for them over there for Madden and, um, and I mean, I'm probably not going to be buying this one this year. I don't, I don't really ever buy the Madden games. But whenever I'm hanging out with friends, whenever I'm going out to, you know, anybody that has Madden and it's just kind of like the party game that everybody's playing, then, you know, I'll probably sit down and play a couple of rounds or matches or, or games, whatever you want to call them. I suppose they would be football games or perhaps, I don't know, football semesters. There we go. Sure, we'll go with that. Moving on to the next story, and I want you guys to tune in right here. I want you guys to really get in here. I want you guys to listen. Twitter says glitch exposed users' passwords recommends changing them. I don't really need to read the rest of the story before telling you that hey, go change your password. The Russians will take your account. (laughs) News just broke that a glitch exposed a quote, substantial number of Twitter users' passwords on Twitter's internal network. According to Reuters, Reuters, excuse me, uh, an internal investigation has showed no sign that the passwords have leaked beyond the network, but the company is urging users to change their passwords anyway. So yeah, if you use the platform, you should change the password now-ish. A very poorly written article over here on on Game Informer, but uh, you don't really need to have much of an article at all, do you? You just kind of have to have the fact that people know. So, uh, if you have a Twitter account, then change your password. As somebody who uses Twitter religiously, uh, probably every hour of the day, literally all night long, probably, um, I would highly recommend changing your Twitter password because you never know who could get in there. And even if you say, hey, this doesn't matter, I don't really care about my Twitter account, please go change it. Don't be that guy. Okay, moving on to the next story. Activision says Fortnite is a lot of competition right now. That's a weird quote. Coming to us from PC Gamer. Uh, Activision Blizzard is the uh, biggest publisher in the business, but the one thing it doesn't have in its stable is Battle Royale juggernaut like, say, Fortnite. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick acknowledged the shortcoming today with Bloomberg, saying, quote, Fortnite is definitely a lot of competition right now. Not too much competition, despite the pressure from Epic's multiplayer juggernaut. Activision today reported record net bookings, revenues, and operating cash flow for the quarter. Call of Duty monthly average users are up. World of Warcraft is enjoying, quote, overperformance, and Overwatch continues to grow, with the recent Retribution seasonal event having the highest rate of participation to date. Things are going well, in other words, but even so, the battle royale genre driven by Fortnite and PUBG is simply too big to ignore, said Kodak, uh, and uh, the Activision will adapt to meet the changes they present. The idea of new competition is going to be a staple for gaming. He said most of new, the new franchises uh, will be an important uh, mode of play. Talking about Battle Royale, he will have a lot of Battle Royale uh, in those new new games. Interestingly, Activision suggested in an earnings call today that its Battle Royale focus might actually be on mobile devices rather than on PC or console. The, success, the, excuse me, the success of Fortnite is highlighting the ability to successfully bring immersive gaming experiences like Battle Royale to mobile in both Western and Eastern markets or audiences. Uh, CFO Spencer Adam Newman said during the call, and that's really encouraging as we think about our future mobile opportunities and our growth opportunities generally as gaming becomes increasingly mainstream. Uh, When we see people innovate in an interesting and impactful way, we are very quick to figure out how to capture inspiration from innovation. Uh, You can read that as we figure out how to copy them. Uh, CEO Bobby Kotick added, we as a company in our DNA, in our culture, when we see things that appeal to our audiences, we are very good at being inspired by those. Why are you even trying to beat around the bush? You see something that's successful. Hey, look, 
It's a Battle Royale game. Let's make a Battle Royale game. It's not that hard. Codex comments reflect those of investment from Oppenheimer. Now, it said in March that the publisher is, quote, keenly aware of what other companies are doing with the genre and that it is, quote, faster follower, uh, is a, a faster follower, implying that it could soon make a Battle Royale move of its own. So, will we be seeing a, you know, Activision-based Battle Royale game? More than likely, it's going to be some kind of mode in a lot of their upcoming games. I don't know that necessarily we'll see it in every game, but a game like Call of Duty is more than likely going to be uh, having some kind of... of um you know, uh, Battle Royale mode. Also, over there in Mixer, Reject Radio, appreciate that follow, my friend. Uh, but we will be uh, we'll be seeing how it goes. I don't think that we're going to be having a lot of Battle Royale games uh, come out over the course of, of, of a lot of time from major publishers. We're going to be seeing a lot of smaller indie titles. We're going to be seeing a lot of, a lot of smaller, uh, you know, uh, new, uh, like, grassroots startups that are going to be doing Battle Royale games. But I feel like if it's overdone, then Battle Royale is going to die very, very quickly. So it has to be done in a classy kind of way. You have to really know what you're doing uh, before you really dive in and start playing around with what Battle Royale brings to the table. So we'll see how it goes, but um, I could be completely wrong. We could be seeing a plethora of Battle Royale games over the next couple of years, which very well could happen, but I hope not. I don't want them to overdo it and, and kill the, the genre, as I said a couple of weeks back, uh, before it has really even had time to stretch its legs. Uh, however, I almost guarantee that in the next Call of Duty Black Ops 4, you can definitely expect to see some kind of Battle Royale mode. It just kind of makes sense. Also, going back to the um, to the rumors that the new Battlefield is going to be having a Battle Royale mode, that works, okay? That works very, very well. The fact that Battlefield has absolutely massive maps to begin with and that technology has has emerged that allows even bigger maps with, a, with more depth and, and intricacy, I would not be shocked to see a, uh, a Battle Royale mode in the next Battlefield game, and I truly do hope uh, that they do end up doing that, because I would love uh, to see what that what that entails. However, when it comes down to it, really, uh, it's just a bigger server, and on top of that, instead of having a team deathmatch set up for Battlefield, it would be more something like a uh, like a search and destroy without the bomb, you know, where you just die instantly. That's all you've got to do. You just pretty much change the mechanics. In fact, they could probably easily make a Battle Royale mode for Battlefield 1 or Battlefield 4 or, uh, or Battlefield Hardline. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's not that hard to make. And also, they're going to be doing a lot of that. So, we'll see what goes on. Hopefully, it won't be oversaturated. But, hey, probably will be. We'll see what goes on. Moving on to the next story of the morning. God of War sells over 3.1 million units in three days. Becomes the fastest-selling PS4 exclusive. Sony, uh, Santa Monica Studios, bold new vision for the legendary PlayStation series, has won over players and critics alike. One of uh, PlayStation's most iconic series is reaching new heights this week. Thanks to all of you, our fans, God of War has become the fastest-selling PS4 exclusive, with more than 3.1 million units sold globally in the first three days. When we first revealed God of War less than two years ago, we knew we had something truly special. Fans reacted with tremendous excitement to this bold reimagining of the franchise, and we were thrilled to explore the unique father-son dynamic between Kratos and Atreus. Uh, fast forward to present day with games release, and we are humbled to see such positive reviews. This wouldn't have been made possible without the exceptional team at Santa Monica Studio and studio head Shannon Sudstill uh, shares with us personal message. Uh, I would like to personally thank the millions of fans around the world who decided to embark on Kratos' latest adventure with us. Your support is truly inspiring, and it's a reason why we push ourselves every day to go beyond the boundaries of play. I'd also like to thank our creative director, Corey Barlog, and director of product development, Yumi Yang, and our entire amazing team at Santa Monica Studio. The belief in the game's vision and the passion for storytelling across the team is undeniable. We look forward to hearing more about how fans are creating new memories of their favorite God of War gameplay moments that will be remembered for a long time. We hope you enjoy playing the game as much as we 
we'll have the process of creating it for you. It is a truly, truly fantastic game. I mean, really, whenever you are talking about games of the year, God of War is going to be nominated for every game of the year category that you would be able to find in any stretch of the industry. It is one of the best games that I have played in, I would say, about five years. It is... A must play for PlayStation 4 users. In fact, I would say this is a console seller. If you have a PlayStation 4, get this game. If you don't have a PlayStation 4, I would recommend finding a way to get a PlayStation 4 and play this game at some point in your life. It is absolutely mind-blowingly fantastic. So, um, I have not even finished it yet. I'm going to be trying to do that today and or tomorrow. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on because I am in college. I, I do have, you know, other things that are taking up my time. I have other things that take up my focus, but I will find time to finish God of War at some point over the course of the next couple of days because I really want to have discussions about this. I've got a guy in my Twitter inbox that's been wanting to nerd out about this, uh, so I will be definitely checking that out over the course of the next couple of days, but uh, for you guys out there that haven't played God of War, find a way to play it. It is so fantastic, but 3.1 million units in three days is not something to shake a stick at. In fact, whenever I went to go pick up my copy at my local GameStop on the day of release, uh, there were three other people in line and all of them bought God of War. That's significant, you know, that's not something that you see every day. You know, everybody buying the exact same game for the same console, and it's a PlayStation exclusive, and it's, uh, it's amazing. I'm about to break out of tears. No, I just had something in my nose. But I, I digress. 3.1 million units. Congrats uh, to the guys over there at Santa Monica Studio for a job well done. A job very well done, some may say. Moving on to the next story coming to us from Game Rant. Destiny 2 September expansion features a new mode for the FPS genre. Even though D2's Boremind expansion won't be available until May 8th, some are already looking forward to what comes next. The expansion after Warmind will launch in September, and as teased by Activision in an earnings call earlier today, will introduce a game mode that is completely new for first-person shooters. Activision didn't reveal any additional details about Destiny 2's new game mode, but it's interesting that it said the new mode is new to the the FPS genre. This could indicate that it's a game that the gamers have seen in a different kind of game, but we'll have to wait for more information to be sure. Luckily, D2's fans won't likely have to wait too much longer to find out what this new game mode entails. As it turns out, Activision will be showcasing D2's September expansion at E3 in June, and there's a chance it will detail the new mode at that time. Of course, Activision typically does not host its own press conference at E3 events, so fans may be wondering which presentation they need to watch to see the new expansion. Well, it's safe to bet uh, the D2 September expansion will be featured during Sony's E3 2018 press conference because they have that kind of partnership. Uh, considering the game's PS4 exclusive content and the fact that Destiny is a franchise that has been routinely showcased on Sony's stage over the course of the past couple of years as time has gone on. Uh, besides a new game mode, it's hard to say what else D2 September expansion has in store. It's possible that it will be a huge content update like we saw with the Taken King, more than likely, or it may be on a smaller scale like the Curse of Osiris and Warmind expansions have been, very unlikely. Uh, at the very least, fans should also be able to expect a new raid lair, uh, new PvP maps, new areas to explore, and new content, along with a new game mode. Uh, we should have more details on Destiny 2 and its September expansion once E3 2018 rolls around in June. Uh, of course, D2 is out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the PC right now. So, Warmind, of what I get, okay, let me back up. 
A couple of weeks back, there was a Creators Summit. We've talked about it on another episode of Caffeinate Multiple, I think. But there was a Creators Summit where YouTubers and Twitch streamers and Mixer streamers and and a whole bunch of other content creators that are kind of like pinnacles of the community uh, came through and they were talking about where... Uh, where Destiny was going to be going. They went to Bungie and they actually reviewed what was coming down the pipe. They looked at it, they checked it out, saw if it was going to be you know beneficial to the franchise in the long run. And ultimately, what I kind of gathered from everybody's everybody's responses, everybody's reactions, uh, is that it's going to be okay. But Warmind is not going to be fixing a lot of the issues that everybody has with D two. So everybody is looking forward to what is coming out in September. That is the next big big uh, change for the franchise. Overall, that's when you're going to be seeing what people want to see. That's when you're going to be cha- be seeing the change that needs to be made. So uh, that's what everybody's talking about. No one really cares about Warmind. And so as we get closer and closer to September, more and more people are going to be excited about that. That's when you need to jump on the Destiny 2 boat if you haven't already. That's whenever you're going to be getting a substantial amount of content that changes the end game and that gives you more stuff to do because it pretty much adds life to the game and it adds a little bit of scale, adds a little bit of time uh, to the life cycle of the game. So we'll see what goes on whenever E3 rolls around in June. Uh, again, I would highly recommend checking out the Sony E3 press conference, which I will be streaming uh, and, and hanging out with and we'll be talking about that so uh, we'll see what goes on, but I would love to see some of that some of that hot D two action make a comeback and really and really become something that people care about again. You know, I, I want I want Destiny two to become the game that I go to, and I'm like, hey, this looks pretty fun. Uh, I played it on PC a couple of days ago. I was just trying out the free trial where you can play up to like level seven or something like that, just to get your you know get your dip dip a toe in the pool of Destiny, and it was fun. You know, it's a good game, but apparently after the after the end game after the story concludes, it kind of loses value. It loses it loses what makes it special. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see if the the expansion coming out in both May and also September will be able to change that and make it more appealing for those long-term players. But if you want to check it out now, you can normally find it on sale. I think I've seen it for as low as 10 bucks, uh, the base game that is, not the expansions, uh, on the PS4. But if you want to play on PC, I think you have to get a digital code. It's a little bit more complex. We'll see what goes on, but check your local Amazon listing, local Amazon listing, uh, and see if you want to jump on that. Fun game, beautiful game, but just not where it needs to be right now as far as content goes. Moving on to the next story coming to us from VG247. Xbox One sales are up 15% over last year. Xbox One sales are up year over year, according to Microsoft. Microsoft provided a bit of color on Xbox One sales today, but still no firm numbers. According to the company, Xbox One sales are up 15% over last year, and Xbox Live users are up 13%. The latter is in line with the 59 million figure provided in the firm's Q3 2018 report. The company also said over 600,000 folks used the Looking for Group feature, and there are over 1.2 million clubs on Xbox Live. Earlier this month, Microsoft reported a total revenue of $9.9 billion for quarter three and more personal computing, which houses the company's Xbox business. The figure is up $1.1 billion, or 13% year-over-year, but a decline compared to the $12.2 billion reported in Q2. It's good to see information on Xbox One sales, no matter how sparse, as the company is rather quiet regarding sales because it wasn't selling well for the majority of its life cycle. Uh, And an increase in sales is always good news, no matter what platform you fancy. Indeed, because more people are jumping into the world of gaming. 
So, you know, take it for what you will. Xbox One appears to be doing well. I bought one, you know, I, I bought one a couple of a couple of months back just because I wanted to play Halo uh, mainly. And also, I'm excited to see what they're bringing with E3. And on top of that, you know, you've got a whole bunch of integration with a lot of different things going on. Game Pass is a fantastic service that gives you access to the hottest Xbox titles and a lot of the hottest titles in general. Uh, you have uh, you have a lot of uh, Xbox Live games with gold that are actually very appealing. So there's a lot to love here. You know, there's a lot to enjoy, and we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, I would love to see the Xbox One make a comeback. I would love to see it continue to grow. And, uh, of course, with the X, who knows how much of the Xbox One sale has to do with the fact that the X is still the most powerful, you know, gaming console out there. And, um, and people are certainly all about power and frame rate and stuff like that. I feel like the main the main offering from an Xbox One S X, the main, um, the main big deal of upgrading to the X is that you, um, uh, David, I'm not sure that that, uh, that discord thing works. I'll drop you a link later, but, um, whenever it comes down to the Xbox One X, I feel like if you had things like Red Dead Redemption 2, there we go, uh, then you would be, you would be excited to see what the Xbox One X could do as far as power goes. Can you get a 60 FPS, uh, you know, set up on the Xbox One X. Uh, can you get a higher frame rate at all on the Xbox One X? What is the what is the level of integration with the development team when it comes to the new, more powerful console? That's what I'm wondering, you know. And so we'll see how that goes later on in September or uh, October, whenever Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out. Uh, and also, you know, games in general. But uh, backwards compatibility, big feature. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with the back end of that and all of that. It's going to be fantastic to see. So we will be looking forward to that as time goes on. And, uh, uh, and of course, congrats to the Xbox team for making uh, making more and more sales happen. It's always good to see that coming down the pipe, because as they said, you know, anybody that's playing games is is coming into the fold, and it just puts more money back into the industry, and then you just kind of get you know more and more enjoyment out of out of games that are getting more funning because they have more people buying their games. Fantastic. Also, David, glad I worked for you, man. Glad it worked for you. Moving on to the next story of the day, coming to us again from VG247. This weekend's PUBG event mode is Desert Nights. I kind of wanted to mention this just because I know that some people out there love PUBG like myself and wanted to know about the brand new mode that's coming out on PC. It might also be on Xbox One. Let's dig into the article and see. Uh, Desert Knights is a ramped up version of war mode in PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, and it's this weekend's event mode. In case you've somehow missed it, event modes are limited time custom modes in PUBG that bring a twist or two to the traditional formula. Desert Knights is what PUBG Corp is calling this weekend's event. Desert Knights is a variant of the game's war mode, which is basically team deathmatch. In war mode, you play as one of ten five-player squads with respawns enabled. You'll only have access to a small part of the map to concentrate on the action, and the first squad to get 200 points wins. The most notable change this time around is that you will be spawning with high-level loot in Desert Knight. That's cradling weapons and armor like level 3 helmets, AWM, M24, etc. Other war mode restrictions like locked weather conditions, lack of red zones, and the faster bleed out time and revive speed all remain. Desert Knights is available in first and third person perspectives across North America, Europe, Asia, Southeast Asia, Oceania, and South America. Korean and Japanese servers get a third person variant only. Dang. Uh, you'll be able to invite up to four of the players in the lobby to go into the match with a full squad. Desert Knight kicks off later today at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, which is 3 a.m. BST on May the 4th. So it's live right now if you want to check it out. And it will remain online until Sunday, May 6th, or Monday, May the 7th, if you did want to hop into it. So I've tried out the war mode in PUBG, and it's actually very, very good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it needed a couple of tweaks here and there. The respawn time is a little bit iffy, uh, but when you are talking about you know a game that is not built for Team Deathmatch, actually 
actually offering something that resembles Team Deathmatch, that's whenever you're getting something that's actually worth checking out. Uh, so it's worth diving into. If you have PUBG, you know, you can, you can check it out, and uh, it's worth it's worth giving a shot. Also in the chat, David says, The new Battlefield is Bad Company 3. Sweet, I played the first Battlefield Bad Company, and I didn't really prefer it. I loved Bad Company 2, but uh, it's it's a rumor right now. It's not confirmed, actually. Not not confirmed. Also, final story of the day. Uh, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, will be a playable character in Runner 3. I wanted to throw this in there on the back end just because it's a cool story, and I thought that people would enjoy it. You've almost definitely played as Mario, and you've probably poorly imitated his voice on multiple occasions throughout your life, but now you can actually play as the man behind Mario's voice in what must be one of the weirdest but most wonderful cameos to ever exist. Runner 3 is scheduled to launch on the 22nd of May, bringing the series' classic auto-running platforming goodness to the Switch for the first time, and this newly announced inclusion isn't actually as surprising as you might initially think. In previous installments from the series, uh, Martinet starred as the narrator, lending his voice to a project with slightly fewer, quote, Mamma Mia's. No longer content, wait, He's going to be in the uh, in the game. There's a tweet right there. Uh, Charles isn't the only cool addition to the game's roster. They're the likes of Shovel Knight Dave from Woe Dave and Eddie Riggs from Brutal Legend are all shown off at the end of the trailer above, too. Here is a picture of that. Uh, so essentially, you know, right here you've got uh, Charles on the far my you know right of the picture. Uh, you've got him right next to Shovel Knight. You've got Woe Dave or Dave from Woe Dave. You've got Brutal Legend guy in the back, and of course all of the all of the runner guys over here. And and we'll see what goes on with that. Also, Alan, good morning. How are you? Uh, so that's pretty much what we've got going on. It's cool to see cameos like this in games, especially the fact that this is the voice of Mario and he's been, you know, made into a, a literal video game character. I don't know. It's really cool to me. So, um, so we'll see what goes on with that and, and, and enjoy that overall. So, uh, so yeah, it's pretty cool to see. But, um, all, overall, the gameplay of Runner 3, I can't really show stuff because, you know, copyright and whatnot, but it's really cool. It's kind of like, um, I guess I'll show it anyway, but, uh, it's really cool because it's pretty much what you would expect from a, a platformer kind of setup. It's really neat. Uh, I like it overall. It looks pretty cool. It's, um, kind of like Temple Run mixed with, mixed with Mario as it looks. You know, you can't really go backwards. It's kind of like one of those, uh, on the rails kind of platformers, but a uh, cool little game. I think it, it, it looks fun. It looks relaxing. And also the fact that you can play as Charles Martinet and Brutal Legend Guy and, and Dave from Woe Dave and a whole bunch of other, you know, Shovel Knight. It's awesome. I can't really complain that much. So, uh, yeah, if you want to check out Runner 3, uh, we'll see whenever it, uh, it's scheduled to launch on May the 22nd. So you can jump in and give that a shot. Uh, but that about wraps it up for today's episode of Caffeinate. If you enjoyed this episode, drop me a like down below if you're watching on YouTube. If you are over there on the podcast services, uh, please rate the show or also you can, um, you can uh, click that favorite button if you're on Anchor and also drop some applause if you enjoyed that. But also in the chat, David says, it looks cool, kind of like Mario. Yeah, that's why, I think that's why that Charles Marnay wanted to be in it, or I suppose he wanted to be in it. Um, it's a pretty cool game overall. I might give it a shot. I don't know. Uh, Runner 3, May 22nd. Yeah. But uh, also follow me on Twitter if you want to keep up to date with all of the hottest news coming out of the industry and also on the hottest memes coming out of my mind. Uh, it's always a good time over there. But also, Dolgan33, appreciate that follow over there on Mixer, my friend. I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for joining me for another awesome week of Caffeinated. Again, the show is live every single weekday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time right here on YouTube.com slash Samuel Adams Media, on Mixer.com slash Samuel Adams, and on Twitch.tv slash TV. if you want to check it out on any of those platforms. But I will talk to you guys soon. Have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you on a live stream later on in the day. Peace.